Radio Saltire, broadcasting to East Lothian and the world with Jenna Coburn. Hello, folks. Welcome to Jenna's Jamboree with me, Jenna Coburn. And for the next two hours, I won't be playing a pick and mix, a variety pack, a potpourri of tunes. Instead, what I have for you are nothing but the hits from the stage, the sound of musicals, right here on Radio Saltire. I also have some community news and if you saw on social media, I have some fun facts about musicals and you know what I'm about to say, I have a puzzler for you. Actually, I have two and this week the conundrums are called, I guess the musicals obviously, but wait a wee minute, these are not sound bites. I will be reading them out. I'm about to read out four bad descriptions of musicals and I'm after your guesses as to what those musicals are. So I'll do the first four now and we'll reveal the answers just before three o'clock and the other four I'll do just after three and reveal the answers to them just before the end of the show. Cool? Cool. (laughs) Right, here's your first bad descriptions of musicals. What are they? Magical felines sing about remembering things. Teens dance on a Baltimore TV show. The ozone layer is destroyed. The third one. A man steals a loaf of bread, causes a revolution. And the last one for now. A Swedish band discovers who the father is. <laughs> Do you think you know what the musicals I've just badly described are? They're quite cryptic, but not really. All will be revealed just before three o'clock. But first, it's Friday. It's almost the weekend. Time to get this musical jamboree started with this cracker from the musical that is set in County Durham. And it's about a boy who begins taking ballet lessons. It's Born to Boogie from Billy Elliot. Fun fact, every time Billy exits the stage, he changes an item of clothing. Also, a certain Spider-Man made his debut in the entertainment industry as Billy back in 2010. Who was that? That was Tom Holland. Mr. Spider-Man. What other musical factoids do I have? Oh, here's a few about shoes. Dorothy's iconic ruby slippers from The Wizard of Oz back in 1939 now reside in the Smithsonian Institution and are so popular that the carpet in front of the exhibit has had to be replaced numerous times due to wear and tear. Oh my goodness, that's outrageous. Um, During the production of West Side Story, the actors wore out 200 pairs of shoes, split 27 pairs of jeans, applied more than 100 pounds of makeup and performed in 30 different recording sessions. Wow. It did, however, win 10 Oscars, making it the musical with the most Oscars win ever. Fab. Right. What else have I got? The Rocky Horror Picture Show was Tim Curry's film debut, so that was back in 1975, and for a long time he was reluctant to discuss the movie due to some unpleasant memories regarding intense fans. He told VH1, you remember that channel? Oh my goodness. That he grew chubby and plain in an effort to escape the role of Frank. He has since enjoyed discussing the musical. <laughs> what? And the last one for now. Do you know who wrote the original musical stage show, The Rocky Horror Show? It was none other than the Crystal Maze OG, Mr. Richard O'Brien. 
He also starred in both the stage and film versions as Riff Raff. Welcome back to Jenna's Jamboree here on Radio Solitaire, the heart and soul of East Lothian. Today, I'm dedicating my show to the musicals from stage and screen that brought us the likes of Elphaba, The Pink Ladies, Frankenfurter and The Jersey Boys. Now, I have a few factoids about a certain film that was released back in 1978. If you said that I've just mentioned one of the groups in the film, and if I was to say the other group was called the T-Birds, would you know what I'm talking about? Of course, it's Greece, obviously. But did you know that Henry Winkler was offered the role of Danny Zuko, but turned it down in fear of being typecast? Hashtag the phones. <laughs> And also, Greasy's Jeff Conway, that was the guy who played Kinnicky, was so infatuated with Olivia Newton-John, who played Sandy, that he would become tongue-tied whenever she was around. He later went on to marry her sister, Rona Newton-John. Mmm. Right, I'm now going to leave Greece behind and mention a little musical called The Book of Mormon. If you've never heard of it, it's basically a show that's filled with equal opportunity satire, making fun of anything and everything, and follows the story of two missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as they attempt to preach their faith to the inhabitants of a remote Ugandan village. Random, eh? <laughs> But, <laughs> random and hysterical, actually. And why is that, you may ask? Well... The creators are none other than Matt Stone and Trey Parker of South Park fame. Random, eh? You would never have guessed it, but it's a huge success. 11 years it's been gracing the stages all around the world and has even won nine Tony Awards. Let's have a listen to one of their smash hits. Here is You and Me, but mostly me from the Book of Mormon. <laughs> Love that. Question though. Did anyone recognise one of those voices? I'll give you a clue. He's been Disneyfied twice. He was in the live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast as Gaston's wee lackey. It's Josh Gad. Love him. He's brilliant. Troops, you're listening to Jenna's Jamboree with me, Jenna Coburn, live on Radio Salter. And that was School of Rock from School of Rock. Fun fact, by the way. The, the writer, the idea of the movie came from the writer, Mike White, when he moved in an apartment right next to Jack Black. And White would often find Jack Black running naked throughout the halls or blasting much of the music featured in the movie at full volume. Awesome. I bet he's a hoot, actually. I bet Jack Black is amazing. Right, folks. If you've just tuned in today, today's show is nothing but songs from the musicals of film and stage. Nothing else, just a tribute to the wonderful shows that grace Broadway and the West End. At the top of the show, I mentioned that I have a puzzler for you. It's called Guess the Musicals, where I badly and somewhat cryptically describe four different theatre productions. Here they are. Number one. Magical felines sing about remembering things. Number two. Teens dance on a Baltimore TV show, the ozone layer is destroyed. Number three, a man steals a loaf of bread, causes a revolution. And the last one, a Swedish band discovers who the father is. <laughs> now before I dish out more factoids about musicals and play some top, some more top drawer tunes from said musicals, I want to tell you a bit about how I came up with this week's theme. 
On Tuesday, I had the absolute pleasure and privilege of being invited along to my happy place, the Edinburgh Playhouse, to see The Lion King musical. You may have seen my review on social media, but if not, don't worry, I'm about to tell you all about it right now. But first, a few wee facts about The Lion King musical. Since the musical first opened on Broadway back in 1997, it has been seen by over 110 million people worldwide. It has received six Tony Awards, that's the Oscars for the theatre world, and is Broadway's highest grossing production of all time. That is amazing, one achievement. On with the review though. Now, I think it's fair to say that the story of The Lion King is so famous, it needs no reiterating. So I'm not going to even say. <laughs> but we, the audience, are taken on an emotional roller coaster from love and wonder to fear and heartbreak. The opening scene sent shivers down my back, gave me goosebumps, and had me stifling sobs at the familiar vocal chant. Na Sigonya Babagithi Baba. That was amazing, thank you. <laughs> so that led the chorus of Prideland animals filing down the auditorium aisles, like right past us where we sat, and onto the stage. The ever-changing set from the Pridelands and the vast expanses of the American savannah to the dark depths of the elephant graveyard were impressive. And the beautiful costume design was an explosion of rich textures and colours. Honestly, a true work of art. One of my highlights, though, was the stunningly strong vocals and true authentic performance from Thans... Oh my God, I can't even say it. I can't even pronounce her name. But I'm so sorry. She played Rafiki. And honestly, I could not take her take my eyes off her. She was so funny. It just so authentic. It was brilliant. Special mention, though, has to be made to Matthew Forbes, who captured the essence of Zazu perfectly through, honestly, through his master puppetry. Like, honestly, I, 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 I'm lost for words. I can't even talk. But I will be honest with you. I lost count of the number of times I got goosebumps, but I still remember why I got them. The large ensemble numbers were breathtaking throughout the show. The scenes were at their most powerful and emotive when the ensemble performed and sang the beautiful harmonies and chants. Um, oh my God, these performances lift the show, lifted the show way above the heights of the film through a beautiful um, African dance. And then honestly, see, you know how you're sat in the seats and you've got the stage and then right next you've got the balcony. There were there was drums and everything. The two two guys on the drums beating out rhythms across the auditorium bringing the Serengeti to life in Edinburgh. Though through their energy, skill, passion and costumes, the cast and ensemble take you to a world of fantasy and beauty of pure theatrical magic. I have to say though that there's special thanks to Erin McClelland at the Edinburgh Playhouse for the ever warm welcome and hospitality. The Lion King, if you want to go see it, is there at the Playhouse until the 2nd of July, so definitely get yourself along. You will 100% enjoy it. The whole production is super impressive, honestly. Like, did you know that over 232 puppets can be seen in the show? That's including rod puppets, shadow puppets, and full-sized puppets. Hashtag mind blown. So I think it's very fitting that I'm going to play the song, the opening song, that gave me the goose pimples. <laughs> Here's the circle of life. Folks, it's me, Jenna Coburn, and you're listening to Jenna's Jamboree live on Radio Saltar. Who wants to hear more factoids about musicals? Fab. 
I've got a fair few for you. So let's jump right in. Nicole Kidman fractured two ribs and tore knee cartilage after falling down during a performance of Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend in Moulin Rouge, the film from 2001. She also broke a rib whilst getting into a corset by tightening it as much as possible to achieve an 18-inch waist. That is just silly. That is numb. It's silly. That's nuts. What is the deal there? Ridiculous. <laughs> okay, moving on. Due to the intense physical demands of singing, none of the cast of Les Miserables from 2012 were allowed to drink alcohol. Amanda Seyfried and Russell Crowe both admitted it was a challenge and Russell Crowe bought the actress a bottle of whiskey as a gift once filming had wrapped. Nice gift. I'm hoping it was local. Maybe a wee bit Glen Kinshaw. I know that. I know, I know that's the only one I know that's local because that's what my dad drinks. Right. Now this one. This one is totally bonkers, right? You wouldn't think that the Stephen King novel, Carrie, would make for a good Broadway show. Um, you would be right. <laughs> Called the mother of all weirdness, the show closed after just five performances and made history by becoming the most expensive flop ever in 1988. I don't know why I'm laughing, I shouldn't. <laughs> the second act opener was a song and dance about slaughtering a pig. <laughs> what? What? And Frank Rich of the New York Times compared the show to the Hindenburg disaster. That is grim. That's unnecessary. That's actually a bit harsh. <laughs> Couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> Oakley doakley. Remember my puzzler? I wanted to know what musicals you thought I was describing. Here they are again. Number one. Magical felines sing about remembering things. Number two. Teens dance on a Baltimore TV show. The ozone layer is destroyed. Number three. A man steals a loaf of bread. Causes a revolution. A Swedish, number four, a Swedish band discovers who the father is. Well, if you guessed, and in order, if you guessed Cats, Hairspray, Les Miserables and Mamma Mia, then you would have guessed right. Well done. Pat on the back for you guys. Bragging rights for days. We fun fact regarding the film Hairspray. It took John Travolta four hours to put on the £30 fat suit and five gel-filled silicon face prosthetics to become Edna Turnblad. That is outrageous. Jenna Coburn on Radio Salter, the heart and soul of East Lothian. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Jenna's Chambry here on Radio Saltar, and that was the rather catchy number from the 2020 Netflix film Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga, and the song was Double Trouble. Definitely gave off Eurovision vibes, didn't it? And in case you were wondering, the voices were Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell. <laughs> Guys, I just want to say a huge thanking you for joining me this Friday afternoon. Right, more factoids for you. Under the pseudonym Dr. Spin, 
the King of Musical Theatre, Andrew Lloyd Webber, released a top 10 single in 1992 called Tetris. <laughs> I played that, that was brilliant. Never heard the song though, so I'm going to have to go looking for it. Another factoid for you. 66% of Broadway and West End audiences are female. Mmm. And another fact for you. Until the huge sellout success of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the Palace Theatre in London had two seats permanently bolted open so that the theatre ghosts always had somewhere to sit. These seats were not usable by the public. And the two ghosts in residence, one, an unknown ballerina who has been known to pirouette across the stage, and the other was the famous actor Ivor Novello, who apparently watches performances from his seat in the dress circle. That is spooky. Love it. I'm going to have to go. That's well intriguing. Right, guys. I'm going to take us back to 2009 with our next song. The version I'm going to play is a cover of the original, and because it was performed by the cast of a little US TV show, you might have heard of it. This cover massively outperformed the original. I'm talking about Glee with their rendition of Don't Stop Believing. Cooey, my friends. Jenna here, and this is Jenna's Jamboree live on Radio Solter. I slowed it down a little bit there for The Wizard of Oz Over the Rainbow, sung by Judy Garland, who today would have been 100. Right, before I delve into more musical facts, I have another puzzler for you. It's the same as before. <laughs> I will describe four different musicals quite cryptically well not really but (laughs) can you guess what they are here we go number one people get hurt whilst shaving pies taste funny (laughs) number two ugandans create a new religion frozen's olaf is the prophet number three a batman villain haunts a french musical (laughs) and number four a singing Austrian family runs around wearing curtains. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so I'm going to dish out some some musical facts. Okay, so I'm going. To, this is this is about my favourite ever musical, Wicked. If you've never heard of it, then we can't be friends. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the musical focuses on the witches of Oz. Mainly Elphaba, the Wicked Witch of the West. And the plot begins before and then continues after Dorothy gets to Oz. It's full of catchy songs and uh, beautiful sets and costume designs. Amazing. Here are a few factoids about Wicked. So, it was first performed on Broadway in 2003 and it has generated more than $1.3 billion dollars. The largest West End theatre is the Apollo Victoria Theatre in London, which I've been at, which is the current home of Wicked. And this theatre can seat 2,384 people. Um, And one more factoid about Wicked. In the original, The Wizard of Oz, the witch wasn't given a name. She was just the Wicked Witch of the West. The creator of Wicked, however, named the witch Elphaba, after the author of The Wizard of Oz, L. Frank Baum, LFM, Elphaba. <laughs> and this last fact goes out to all my fellow Aussians. 
If you listen closely, there's a tiny tribute to the song Over the Rainbow from the film Wizard of Oz and the song Unlimited from the musical Wicked. Due to copyright laws, they were only able to use the first seven notes and the song also uses a different rhythm and harmony to disguise the original. I'm going to have a listen back and see if I can notice it. The things you've got to do nowadays, eh? You're listening to Jenna's Jamboree on Radio Salter. Today, it's nothing but musicals. Musical songs, musicals facts, musicals puzzlers, everything musicals. Something completely different this week, that's for sure. And that was Phantom of the Opera from the original musical Phantom of the Opera. Now, I'm about to show... <laughs> I'm about to show you as well that I'm older, well older than my years. But the male vocals you heard there is none other than some mothers do have them, Frank Spencer himself, Michael Crawford. I am not ashamed to say I have seen every episode of that and it follows the ever-accident-prone Frank and his uber-tolerant wife, Betty. Now, going back to The Phantom of the Opera, did you know that it is the longest-running musical to date? It first opened back in 1988 and it continues to be performed to this day, being one of the most popular Broadway musicals of all time. Also, Hugh Jackman was offered the chance to audition for The Phantom in the 2004 film, but had to decline due to scheduling conflicts with Van Helsing. The role ultimately went to Gerard Butler. Mm, well. Now, I'm going to talk a bit about the most popular musical of the last few years. You can actually watch it on Disney+. Plus. You may have seen the creator of this musical on stage playing the piano with Andrew Lloyd Webber last Saturday. I'm talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda's Hamilton. If you haven't seen it yet, it's a must. Get yourself on Disney+, Plus and watch it. Or if you've got a spare $150, get yourself over to New York and see it on Broadway. <laughs> you might be thinking, Jenna, I've no idea who Lin-Manuel Miranda is or what he's been in. Well, have you seen Mary Poppins Returns? He played Jack. He also directed and produced the film Tick, Tick, Boom from last year. Safe to say he is one talented guy. I'm going to be completely honest here and say I've been undecided as to what Hamilton song to play because there's just so many crackers. But I'm going to play my favourite. And if you watched the Platinum Jubilee show on Saturday, then you would have heard the song I'm about to play. If not, here it is. It's Wait For It, Hamilton. Right, you know what? I'm just going to play the other one. Here is from Hamilton again. It is called History Has Its Eyes On You. I realised when I said Hamilton, maybe some of you don't know what it's about. So I've just went on to Wikipedia and I'm going to tell you straight from Wikipedia. So I get it right. It is an American musical sung and rapped through musical by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It tells the story of an American founding father, Alexander Hamilton. Miranda said that it was inspired to write the musical after reading the 2004 biography Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow. Miranda says Hamilton was originally a hip-hop album in his head. The show draws heavily from hip-hop as well as R&B, pop, soul and traditional style show tunes. It casts non-white actors as the founding fathers of the US and other historical figures. Miranda described Hamilton as about America then but told by America. 
No. Just thought I'd tell you just in case you were wondering, what? what's Hamilton? What's Hamilton? She's never actually mentioned. Welcome back to Jenna's Jamboree with me, Jenna Coburn, live on Radio Salter. And that was This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Back in 2017 that came out. But did you know that that song, This Is Me, won the Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song? Amazing. If you've just tuned in, I'm hoping you've not. <laughs> Today's show has been dedicated to the sounds of musicals. Those great songs that can only be found in the theatres, auditoriums or adapted for the screen. On today's show, I have divulged some musical theatre facts and played the very best songs from the West End and Broadway. Now remember my puzzler. I'm about to describe four different musical productions very badly. Here they are for one more time. People get hurt whilst shaving. Pies taste funny. Ugandans create a new religion. Frozen's Olaf is the prophet. A Batman villain haunts a French musical. And the last one, a singing Austrian family runs around wearing curtains. <laughs> well, I can reveal that the shows are, and in order, Sweeney Todd, of course. Pies taste funny. People shaving, oh, of course. The second one, Ugandans create a new religion, Frozen's Olaf is a prophet. I mentioned this briefly, so did you get it? It was the Book of Mormon. A Batman villain haunts a French musical. The Phantom of the Opera. And the last one, the Austrian family wearing curtains. <laughs> the sound of music. <laughs> there we go. Well done to everyone who guessed correctly. Pat on the back for you. Bragging rights the lot. I've said it before and I'll say it again. They are something else. Musicals. Absolutely love them. But thanks so much for joining me here on Radio Solter. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. You know I have. I'll be back next week with something completely different because no two shows are the same with me. But I can guarantee that it'll be totally random and filled with great tunes and my bad banter. <laughs> but before I go, I'm going to leave you with my all-time favourite song from all the musicals out there. I've seen this musical three times and it's still not enough. The musical is called Wicked. This is Defying Gravity. Catch you next week. Bye!